everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from it's beginning to look a lot like Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, um, boy, it's so sad. This time of year just brings out the worst in us atheists. Oh, uh, we're just we're, the worst. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm I have a pretty nasty cold right now, so oh, no. I am a miserable atheist in, in the Christmas season. <laughs> but, no, but I don't think that's what Bill Donahue is talking no, about. No, Bill Donahue of the what is it? The Catholic League. Right. Um, he boy, he. I'm pretty sure he is the Catholic League. Like he just <laughs> started an LLC, <laughs> and uh, and it's just him. Give yourself a good name and be a blowhard, and maybe yeah. you'll get some attention. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got some stories. Some things happened this week. Yes, sir. Including the res- uh, the release of the result of of a study by some researchers at the un- uh, un- No, I'm sorry. It's Ohio University where they were the 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 lead author and phd uh candidate colleen gowill um she she was interested in how atheists respond to negative stereotypes about atheists ah okay and so she she set up a, a study uh where she 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 did that the the it was a version of the dictator game which i guess is a kind of psychology test thing where one person uh there's two participants right and one one person has no power um to uh, well well they're they're asked to share monetary rewards mm. right and one person has no power in deciding the other person has all the power right sure and when atheists were told uh, of their partner's religious beliefs, they behaved impartially toward in-group and out-group partners, which is interesting. Oh, wow. To- Regardless just, of, of what the groups were. Yeah. Didn't matter if they were religious or atheists. They just, um, they just acted fairly. Behaved the same. Yeah. And then so they would divvy up the money. However, Christians... <laughs> consistently demonstrated in group bias. So wow. they would not divide the money up fairly between the participants. If you can I, possibly imagine I, that. I feel shocked <laughs> and uh never ever would have seen that coming. It doesn't confirm exactly what we would have thought about atheists and Christians but, at but, all. But I mean, think about that. You're sitting there <laughs> <laughs> like face to face with someone, right? Yeah. And you're given a reward of money and you're asked to share the money with the other person. Yeah. Right there. Face to face. You have the gall (laughs) to not divvy up the money fairly. I love your outrage on this. (laughs) I just, I just can't imagine being in that situation and not feeling intense pressure almost to give the other person more. Right. It's like, oh, well, yeah, (laughs) there you go. I would. Here's the thing. The only thing about this that does surprise me is that it's a a little surprises me that atheists aren't every bit as uh, tribal as Christians, because it just seems like such a human thing to be to be tribal in that way. You know what I mean? To be in group oriented. I'm very proud that we're not as a group. 
Well, but it almost surprises me that we're not, and I'm, and I, I love hearing about it. Let's, I push, think it's amazing. Let's push pause on that thought. So, one of the things that she was interested in was the fact that, she, well, she says we often see that negative stereotypes about a group can lead members of that group to be, to behave in compensatory ways that ostensibly seek to disconfirm that stereotype. Such as when American immigrants strive to emphasize their American identity when it is threatened. Uh, We found in multiple studies that our atheist participants behaved more fairly toward partners they believed were Christians than our Christians uh, participants behaved toward partners they believed to be atheists. Right. We already talked about that. And so they didn't really get to the root of uh, whether the atheists were trying to compensate right, right for and and show hey that i'm being really good right i know that right. you know that i'm an atheist and you're a, a judgmental christian so therefore <laughs> right like, i mean i'm trying to show you how good i am there right? is something delightful in that like i can see me as an atheist delighting because it's not like it's going to be a life-changing amount of money right just delighting in you know, sort of messing with that stereotype in the head of a Christian. <laughs> oh, you know what? You take it all. I don't need it. I'm fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just just so that they're like, but, but dang, man, he was an atheist. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much we can read into it, but as far as a headline, yeah. um, which was on this article, atheists are nicer to Christians than Christians are to atheists. I'll take it. Right. I love it as a headline. So yeah, it's, and, and it's obviously true. Anyone who's listened (laughs) to more than two episodes of this show knows that that's true. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to uh, the Vatican. All right. Where uh, we talked about this. It seemed like such a nothing thing, but, the Pope recently allowed for uh, Catholic priests to bless same-sex marriages. Right. No, or sorry, not to bless their marriages. I, I retract what I just said. The opposite. To bless same-sex couples. Right. So this isn't a blessing of their marriage. It is a blessing of the couple. Right. Which should be a no-brainer. You're just saying, I hope these people are, you know, I hope good things happen to these people. The but as we'll learn later, <laughs> the, nobody hopes good things happen to people that aren't in their tribe that they don't like. Um, you know, this is this was actually a reversal of a 2021 policy where the Vatican's doctrine office basically they they literally said that God quote does not and cannot bless sin. Right. What about as sinners? If, Right, exactly. That's the point. God blesses sinners all the goddamn time in your stupid church. Like you got every time you bless a person by your own profession, uh-huh. you bless sinners. Right. Like that is what you do. So shut the hell up. Right. But and we're not. Boy, of course, we're not saying gays are sinners here. Right. Uh, I'm saying every gay that I know is definitely a sinner. <laughs> Okay, but fair the gayness enough. is not <laughs> <Fair> the sin. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so are you straights. So a hundred percent. Anyway, Pope Francis recently said, hey, go ahead and uh, bless same sex couples. That's cute. Everybody fell the fuck apart. Of course. <laughs> I love there was one article that I read about it that was the, you know, the the uh, the headline was activists hope Pope's approval of same sex blessings could ease anti LGBTQ bias and re- and then they go to uh somebody in Zimbabwe oh. uh and who basically said yeah no <laughs> if anything that's this not, is going to make it worse guys that's not going to ease and jack shit <laughs> they just hate yeah. gay people way too much here if nothing um, else the short term looks worse for us at this point yeah it's not it's not great yeah. uh for gay people in africa jesus christ uh, in general yeah that's uh, anyway the uh the pope now this week had a gay. I guess I guess he he calls all of the Vatican people the the hierarchy mm-hmm. into a to a little meeting oh. to a little whatever. Okay, and so he had one of these uh, one of these meetings uh, where he he's talking to all of the Vatican people, and he basically here's here's what he said, and let's see if we can hear any uh, like unspoken context here he said he didn't mention the blessing of gay people uh but he said let us remain vigilant against rigid ideological positions that often under the guise of good intentions separate us from reality and prevent us from moving forward wow yeah wow we are we are called instead to set out and journey like the magi Following the late the light that always desires to lead us on, at times along unexplored paths and new roads. Oh, as the Magi. Yeah. I mean, listen, he has been, in my mind, a coward about it, but he is definitely laying groundwork here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then also, like, the whole fact that he's acting like a mafia don lately, you know, just <laughs> kicking people out and yeah, firing and, and whatnot. Like, he's he's cl- he seems to be claiming control. And I wonder if in some ways he wasn't through all of this. I mean, you're condemning him and saying he was a coward. But, I mean, I watched The Young Pope. I know how hard it has to be to, like, <laughs> you know, just come in and start changing everything, right? Like... <laughs> terrifying it's yeah. so hard and so like he had to get his people installed and be surrounded this, this and start guy, purging he's he's been purging people <laughs> dan so that he can yeah, do stuff like this it's been 10 years and he don't got another 10 <laughs> in him well maybe maybe he's starting to to respond to that i don't know right he's like oh crap i'm getting too old let's <laughs> i gotta get this done enough groundwork laying let's uh, let's start let's start doing something yeah exactly well, well we'll see interestingly dan my next story is also from the vatican Ooh. uh it involves actually a vatican tribunal um, that uh this last week uh convicted a cardinal of embezzlement and sentenced Ooh. him to five and a half years in prison this is apparently uh well it's cardinal angelo Bechu, uh, he's the first cardinal ever prosecuted by the Vatican Criminal Court, 
and uh, he it was a two and a half year trial. This we actually talked about this presumably two and a half years ago um, about this like London development. Yeah, that uh, was just just a mess just filled with uh claims of embezzlement and as uh, i recall he was investing uh like charity money money that was literally earmarked to go to charity to help like poverty people uh, you know people in need and he was like you know the best thing we could do with this is probably a real estate scheme right um wherein he uh there was an original investment of 200 million euros (laughs) <laughs> uh, into a fund that bought into the London property. And then there was also 125,000 euro, um, euros that were donated to a charity run by his brother, uh, that, that felt <laughs> suspicious to some. And then there was like 575,000 euro that he paid to, um, some intelligence officer who oh. was, <laughs> this is amazing. Let's see. Uh, Cecilia Moronia, um, an intelligence uh, officer who, let's see, he transferred money from the Vatican to a Slovenian front company owned by Moronia and said she and, and then she used the money to buy luxury goods and fund vacations. Oh. Uh, or these were the, the uh, accusations. Um, Bechu said he thought the money was going to pay a British security firm to negotiate the release of Gloria Navea's, a Colombian nun taken hostage by Islamic militants in Mali in 2017. He said Francis authorized up to 1 million, 1 million euros to liberate the nun. What? An astonishing claim that the Vatican was willing to make ransom payment to an Al Qaeda linked group. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, well, this is what he's saying. This is part <laughs> of his defense. He's literally just announcing, hey, kidnap a nun. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The payoff is huge. <laughs> oh, well, and that they would, that they would, yeah, pay money to like an Al Qaeda group is just like yeah. insane. Anyway, um, this is seen as like a huge, a huge win for at the Pope. We were just talking about how he's been trying to clean up things. Um, However, some legal observers don't have a lot of faith in uh, the Vatican judicial system that like these courts uh, are not actually impartial, I guess you could say. Right. (laughs) Um, Let's see. It says the, the trial has raised questions about the rule of law in the Vatican and Francis's power as absolute monarch, given that he wields supreme legislative executive and judicial authority and has exercised it in ways. The defense says jeopardized a fair trial. Let's see what you, you're telling me. You can't get a fair trial in a, in a country with a population of like 800 people, <laughs> all of whom belong to the same organization. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Well, there were a number of people also uh, found guilty and sentenced to jail time. It's not clear where they will serve their jail time, even though that's what I was going to ask. Like what? Yeah. Did, I don't, does the Vatican have, they have a jail apparently. Um, mm. But um, I can only imagine it's like just so cute. Right. Like just like what kind right? of, of, uh, of jail cell is, is it, a, is it like a basement? Like, dungeon of some kind or is it like a nice little 
you know, a cell like that a, I don't that a know. priest might sleep in, right? But I'll tell you what. They have the most jauntily dressed guards of any prison <laughs> in the world. Imagine what the inmate uniforms are like. <laughs> fancy polka dots, polka dots and uh, whatnot. Um, yeah. I mean, they look like court gesture jesters <laughs> is what they're, they're forced to dress up as. Yeah. They, uh, they, and they have to wear knockoff, uh, Ferragamo shoes. They don't, or they don't get the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have bad news, Frank. No, it's genuinely bad. Okay. Uh, do you remember a couple weeks ago we talked about St. Mary's College? Yeah. Uh, the the famous Catholic college <laughs> located in Notre Dame, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one. Uh, and the the fact that they are a woman's college who, though Catholic in uh, in affiliation, was going to allow trans women mm. to uh, to attend. Yeah. yeah, it was a good choice. It was a controversial choice, but they were doing it. Not anymore. Oh no! They have reversed their decision <sighs> after a bunch of. Uh, Catholics apparently just got all kinds of uptight about it. Of course they is, did. Of course they did. Yeah. Which is so dumb. Oh. Uh, but okay. I mean, here's the thing. They they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have tried. If oh. they should this my my feeling is they knew it was coming. If they weren't prepared for this firestorm. They shouldn't have tried. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's no possible way they couldn't have predicted this. This is literally the most predictable thing that has ever happened. They just they na- say, naively thought that doing the right thing would, would go over well. Or or that there would be like a couple of like sternly worded letters and that would be the end of it or whatever. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? If you weren't ready for like the the sky to fall on you, <laughs> yeah, which was which is the most obvious thing in the universe, sure, yeah, and you weren't prepared to stick to your guns about it, uh, don't don't do shit like this. Huh. Don't make yourself look bad and like make it worse for trans people, right? Because that's all this did was just make it worse. To yeah. you know, you what you've done is exposed more hatred and then hmm. not and then uh in so doing capitulated and to then it. caved to it yeah because so it's one thing to expose it often exposing it is really important right yeah like seeing it um but you're right if if it's followed by just caving in to the hatred uh and the hate the people who are doing it um then, then fuck all the way off yeah that's that's kind of bullshit. And and you're right. That is more more hurtful. Or yeah. Or just hurtful in general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, that sucks, Dan. Yep. Um probably foreseeable. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, oh, you mean the, the caving, yeah, the re- even the caving. The reversal is for- yeah. foreseeable. I mean, it's just I I'm surprised at the speed, actually. That's the only thing that surprises me. This is they didn't even really try. Yeah, no, they, they they definitely did not. They, they just were like, "Oh shit! Oh, the 
Wait, well, you guys the, don't like that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Coming crashing down around us. So, okay. All right. Oh, our bad. My, our bad. bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, we were just floating it. It was just, it was just a thought. Uh, yeah, whatever. All right. Assholes. Oh, speaking of assholes. <laughs> uh, sure. Lindsay, we do that a lot here. Lindsey Graham. Oh, um, he's a he is an asshole. He is an asshole. Um, he has declared war on New York State. Dan, oh God, because <laughs> there's the New York State is it is uh, considering a bill um, that would require some. Uh, ch- the, this is how the article goes handles the, the the topics i'm just going to go with how the with how they're describing it that would Sounds require great. some chick-fil-a restaurants to operate on sundays oh this is wait. war he says on <laughs> on on uh on x formerly twitter um he's threatening to introduce legislation that would withhold federal funds um <laughs> from cities or states that require fast food chains uh to stay open on sundays why are they trying to <clears throat> require this? I don't understand what. Where yeah, the right. Because comes it's from. like, like immediately, I was like, "This is what? No, 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 no. This, this yes. is this is not how Lindsey Graham is presenting it. Like, yeah, not it even close, right? right? Um, so, New York uh, actually has an interest in keeping some restaurants open on Sundays. Because those restaurants are situated in state highway uh, rest areas. Oh, right. You know, these little um, roadside, you know, you get some gas. There's sometimes a McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Well, you need to have services like that for for travelers. For travelers. Right. Um, And so they're saying that um, they they would want any future restaurants. They're not even saying all existing restaurants that are currently in rest stops need to, to, to open on Sundays because apparently there must be some Chick-fil-A is already in there, which is what right. has sort of raised the attention um, of, of these legislatures legislators. Right. right? Uh, so state rep uh, Tony Simone uh, who introduced the bill said its purpose is to allow travelers to have a diversity of food options. Um, look, if you want to eat fried chicken while traveling over the holidays, then Chick-fil-A should be open on Sundays. Simone said, <laughs> which is choice. Which is really funny. <laughs> I mean, that actually made me go. Yeah. Tony, you like Chick-fil-A too much. <laughs> this is clearly just about Tony getting his chicken sandwich. So, yeah. um, I you know it's so dumb. Look, I I agree that like you, it's it's definitely something this the state has every right to say if you're going to put in a restaurant at yeah. one of these things, we just need a restaurant that's going to be open every day. Yeah, that makes sense. This this happens. Um, this like mall operators do this, right? Yeah, mall operators are like these are our hours, and we need everybody who has a shop or a restaurant in our mall to be open during these hours. Right. This is, this is a normal thing. This is like a lease agreement type thing. Yeah. Right. And so, well, what's Lindsay going to do? Lindsay, Lindsay's declaring war. I love it. Well, probably he's probably going to threaten to withhold uh federal 
you know, road money right from states or cities or whoever would would dare you know say that you know <laughs> or a restaurant or any like what if the gas station was owned by some christian group right right and and was like no we're not going <laughs> to open our gas station at the on in in the rest stop right on at, sundays like it's at, it, it's 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 a ludicrous idea that the state wouldn't have an, uh, a requirement like this. It's yeah. Actually, I just want to know, I want to know at what point, like Chick-fil-A has become such a touchstone yeah. for the, 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 the Christian right at oh, this point. I, I want to know at what point they get just them and Hobby Lobby somehow get included in the Holy texts. I just, <laughs> it just seems like at some point there are going to be new like scripture <laughs> And lo, they went forth and <laughs> and did order them a chicken sandwich with pickles, and beheld that it was good. Uh, I don't, it's just such a weird th- the way that they revere the way that you are not allowed to do anything that runs afoul of Chick Fil A is absurd. Well, and so here's the deal: the I I I highly doubt that the original law or people talking about the law or anything that it meant that it calls chick-fil-a out by name right no, of course not it it says that it's just establishing a requirement that that restaurants operating in these you know rest stops that they need to be open on right. you know every day of the week during yeah. certain hours probably right and and that's what it said but of course the people who are all they're doing all they're doing is trying to get likes on on x formerly twitter right or thumbs ups or whatever i haven't been on there for so fucking long um (laughs) but um that's all they're trying to do they're just they're doing it to rile people up right um lindsey graham or whoever is posting on his behalf knows full well that this is a reasonable law and but they make it sound like just sort of generally even even the Hill, which is where I got this from, doesn't fully disavow like this, the, the, their tactic here. Right. Like right. They, they go, they kind of go along with it. They talk strictly about Chick-fil-A and they talk about how, I mean, the, the first line is Lindsey, Senator Lindsey Graham declared war Friday over a New York state bill that would require some Chick-fil-A restaurants to operate on Sundays. That first sentence is 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 like what the fuck? That's outrageous. The news is 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 complicit in like riling people up. Yeah, right? absolutely. And and it's just like oh, this is so fucking. It, it's I, such a non-story, and Lindsey Graham should be made to look like a fool for this stance, rather than oh yeah, he's coming to the defense of good old Chick Fil A, right? My favorite things in this sort of thing are when, you know, in the comment section, somebody's like, man, I would never go to New York, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, good, problem solved then. You don't have to worry about it. You weren't going already. Yeah. You don't like that place. You've never been there. All you've heard is that it's, you know, a a festering crime hole. So don't go. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. New York oh, thanks man. you for your non-attendance. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I'm going to close on a, uh, I'm going to call it a 
tentative up note. Uh-huh. I'm I you know I I until the ink is dry on real stuff, I get a little uh sketchy about celebrating mm. too soon. Mm-hmm. I don't do it in mm. general, but I will say this. Something nice has happened, and that is that uh, this is in Greece. Mm. And Greece is a very conservative country for uh for a European country. It is uh like some crazy percent orthodox christian. Right. Yeah. And the orthodox and orthodox christianity is like an official I don't know. I don't know how, how like if they have an official religion but they run the show. Sure. The orthodox church runs the show in Greece. Okay. Uh it is just kind of a big deal. So when the orthodox church decided to get shitty about some members of the Greek government making mumbles about maybe allowing same-sex marriage. My idea is, well, there goes same-sex marriage in Greece. Um, (laughs) Right. So the way that the Orthodox Church of Greece decided to shit on the idea of same-sex marriage was particularly gross. Mm. Um, There have been... uh, opinion polls in Greece that suggest that Greeks in general are sort of evenly divided Mm -hmm. on gay marriage. Hmm. But when you ask them about gay couples adopting or parental rights of gay couples, they're far less likely to be uh, cool. Okay. They're far more likely to be dicks about that. Okay. And the church decided to just... Go all in on that. Oh, okay. The church said the position of the Greek of the church of Greece remains that children have an innate need and therefore a right to grow up with a male father and a female mother. Mm. No amount of social modernization and no amount of political correctness can bypass this. And this is where it gets really choice. (laughs) Children are not companion pets for those who wish to feel like a guardian and are not accessories to formalize or make same-sex cohabitation socially acceptable. Good God. So, yeah, uh, gross. That's really, really ugly. Yeah. It's remarkably ugly, in fact. They went hardcore ugly. Um, Like, that's, that's like... I'm sorry, Church of Greece, or whatever you are. That's that's, that's a little passe to be that yeah. ugly, right? That, that this, yeah. this like twenty years ago, I'd be like, Ugh. yeah, twenty years ago, wow. it's gross. Yeah, but now it's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> like, but then again, have, if you see how we just have too many examples now, they're just out in yeah. the open, right? Yeah, of like, you know, gay couples or lesbian couples or you know, whatever, um, adopting kids or already having kids and raising those kids. And I have a really, you know, dear friend who, you know, with a gay father and like, like people, people are just out there in the world as evidence of like the non damage that happens 
from yeah. from being raised by by gay people or lesbians or yeah and if there is damage it's generally due to asshole christians just making their lives miserable well, it's normal damage well okay that's a good point that's actually a good point but like we're all damaged right, right. We're, yeah. we're all fucked up by our parents in some way and like yeah. just your parents being you know um you know a, a, a mom and a dad right yeah a man and a woman uh, th- that's not going to save you from being you know screwed up by your parents no because that's just a not. given right gay people are not immune from being people <laughs> they are just they will they will sort of in general fuck up their kids in the normal amount right yeah uh, but but not more so and maybe even a little bit less so i don't know i haven't seen the the figures but here's what i will say uh the 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 greek government which is a center right government currently hmm that's interesting okay yeah it interesting that they are center right uh-huh. uh they're they're going forward they have just they they have heard the church's objection wow uh but as uh the government spokesman pavlos maranakis okay said in a quote uh, we always listen to the opinions of the church with respect, but at the same time, we are implementing our policy and we will listen to the views of society, civil society, the citizens, citizenry, institutions, and parties in total. Yeah. Wow. So they are they are pressing forward to uh, to legalize gay marriage. That's remarkable. Like I That's say, remarkable. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I w- I will celebrate it when it happens. Sure. And not before. Right. But uh, just just being willing to say, Greek Church, um, thank you for your input. Go fuck yourself. Right. Is a nice start. Right. Did Did he add anything about? And whew, that was ugly, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. But yikes, Greek Church, Greek yeah. Orthodox Church. Some somebody's wearing their weird hats and robes a little too tight these days. <laughs> Loosen up. Well, if you have any thoughts or questions about this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, uh, you and I have we we have played the words of uh, delightful racist and Christo fascist Nick Fuentes before. Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's a self described incel and uh, <laughs> master of green screen backgrounds for his dumb videos. Oh my god, he trying to make it. Wait, I'm trying to make it look less like he's in his mom's basement and more like he's in a, some sort of New York high rise uh, with a with a view of the skyline or something. <laughs> it's it's a very stupid background. <laughs> Anywho, uh, he has some uh, man. Uh, there, there's going to be anti-Semitism. There's going to be some lovely things. Um, he. He has a plan for America's future, mm-hmm. 
when the conservatives take over. Again. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. There is an occult element at the high levels of society, and specifically among the Jews. So many of the people that are perpetrating the lies and the destruction on the country, they are evildoers. They are people that worship false gods. They are people that practice magic or rituals or whatever. And more than anything, those people need to be, when we take power, they need to be given the death penalty. Straight up. And I'm far more concerned about that I am about even non-white people or mass migration. These people that are that are communing with demons and engaging in this sort of witchcraft and stuff, and these people that are suppressing the name Christ and suppressing Christianity, they must be absolutely annihilated when we take power. This is God's country. This is Jesus's country. This is not the domain of atheists or devil worshipers or perfidious Jews. This is Christ's country. It's the perfidious Jews, Frank. Good Lord. Good Lord. You know, I'm just glad that he's going to execute me too because I don't want to live in that world that (laughs) that he's excited about. Uh... Executions. I'm pretty sure that's what Jesus would want. You know, if you read the Bible, uh, I'm pretty, it's, you know, It's right there in America, chapter 3, verse 2, where Jesus (laughs) said unto them, kill everyone that disagrees with me for sure. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of, I'm sort of letting it sort of wash over me a little. Yeah. Right. Just sort of this um, uh, unimaginable moment, right, that we're in, (laughs) right? Like 10 years ago, unimaginable moment. Yeah. And probably, probably don't even have to go back that far, right? No, I, I would say early 2016 is about <laughs> as far back as I need to go for this to be truly, truly, truly unimaginable. And now it's just like, boy, they they um, they're just saying. I, I can't believe that they're just saying it. Right? Yeah, I mean, of course they are because they have to rally everybody who believes who's been harboring horrible things for so long, right? Or who can be won right. over so easily. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. It's uh, terrifying. It's yeah. It's, there's nothing good in <laughs> it's that. Truly there's terrifying. nothing okay in that. I mean, I, I, I have to believe that they're, that the, the, the world they are imagining will never come to be. Right. No, but and um, he is he is like his whole thing is he is a troll. Right. He's a hyperbolist. Right. He's like he's he has positioned himself purposefully to be the extreme end of everything. Sure. Yeah. But that means that he but he is part of the vanguard that's pulling people Mm -hmm. in that direction. Well, every time it's 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 uh, allowed to be said it yeah. normalizes it right yeah. it makes it it makes it to where it's like you know i'm like i'm like yeah it's, you know 10 years ago this wasn't even imaginable and now it's like yeah okay right yeah. and imagine for the people who you know already harbored 
you know, some uh, negative feelings toward, you know, atheists and Jews and just you know, anybody. The the occult, witches yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like imagine. By the way. Though those people are, are, are now they have space to, to drift. Right. Yeah. His direction. Yeah. And they've got a, a story. They've got a narrative right. to latch on to. Yep. So it's 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 gross. It's not good. Uh, and if you listener out there in the world hear rhetoric like this from you know Uncle So and So or whatever, and you're safe to do so, do not allow that to stand. Right. I don't care how you like. Even if it's just walking away and saying I'm not going to listen to this nonsense or you're this is that's bad talk and i and i won't expose myself to it or you know yelling them down whatever whatever it is that you feel you need to do don't allow that kind of rhetoric to stand it's not acceptable all right uh we have some beautiful people let's let's shift wildly to happy cool people uh that are our listeners who have written into us. Robert wrote into us, friend of the show, Robert, who says, Hey, Frank and Dan, this year I'm celebrating the old holiday in Bolivia, where my partner is from. Mm. And guess what? The December solstice is just called summer solstice because it is summer after all. (laughs) Yes, that's how the equator works or whatever. Um, Although it's weird to celebrate in 20 degrees Celsius weather rather than 20 degrees Fahrenheit weather. It's otherwise just the same, meaning lots of food, and in my case, some good old-fashioned altitude sickness oh. uh, the first few days, given oh, yeah. that I'm used to being at or below sea level, not cloud level. <laughs> That's true. Uh, La Paz, Bolivia is the uh, highest capital city in the world. Is it? Yeah, it's like over 10,000 feet high. What? That's really high. It's very high. Yeah. Be careful when you guys go there. Chew some coca leaves or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, we Frank. You you weren't here, but but Kate and I talked a lot about. Uh, we 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 mentioned Christmas in on on the other side of the planet. Oh yeah, the, the bottom of the planet, as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the fact that it's not, you know, because we, we were talking about how we, you know, when you're for, the further away you get from the equator, the more you need a, a festival of lights. When you're in the middle of the darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and so we we asked our, our you know, southern, um, you know, southern hemisphere listeners, what do you do? Like mm. in July when it's the darkest that it's going to mm. be. Right. Well, Nancy from Australia has has an answer for us. Okay. Uh, Nancy says, I was listening to your episode, Have a Holly Heathen Christmas. And you were wondering what us Aussies do in the darker, colder months of the year. My partner is American, and he was incredibly confused when I suggested we host a Christmas in July lunch a couple of years ago. It was then that I realized that this was an Australian tradition. Basically, we celebrate Christmas in July, the middle of our winter, in a similar way that you Northern Hemispherians celebrate actual Christmas. We gather with friends and family, and sometimes even workplaces will host an event for staff. Uh, for lunch or dinner, to enjoy all of the comfort foods, roasts, baked goods, and cozy warm drinks that we can't enjoy in December because it's usually scorching hot. Some might choose to do gift swaps, and some just use it as an excuse to gather and be merry. 
The best part is that unlike Christmas, there's no set date for Christmas in July, so we might <laughs> attend many Christmas events in the month uh. of July. There's also there also isn't so much pressure to be for that one day to be perfect hmm. because you'll likely be attending another event in two days' time. Hmm. There's also less of an ex- expectation to spend it with crappy family that you only see once a year. <laughs> it's an opt-in kind of celebration, so we get to spend time with people we genuinely like uh, spending time with. Hmm. It's a great tradition, and it always feels really warm and wholesome. Hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, that's exactly what you should be doing, though can we get rid of the Christmas part of it? Can we, <laughs> can we stop calling... Although, you know, like like we said, uh, Christmas, they don't own Christmas. Christmas has become yeah. a cultural celebration. Yeah, it is not much more broad than that. Take you know? the Jesus out of Christmas. Let's get the Christ out of Christmas and, uh, and just have a lovely celebration. <laughs> uh, another thing that, uh, that Kate and I talked about yeah. were the, you know, we, or maybe was this you and I, who, ta- who did I talk about Christmas songs? And uh, and Jewish composers with that was, that was me. Kate. That was you. Yes. Okay. So this is and you remember that I I think we mentioned um, also I, the Kate and I mentioned Tim Minchin's song. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, White wine in the sun because that's one of my favorites. Anyway, um, this is uh, this is from Chris in Melbourne, Australia, who says, "Hi gents, I was just listening to your latest podcast about Christmas songs written by Jews." And I thought you might like to know that one of the biggest Christmas songs this year in the UK is from the Doctor Who Christmas special, The Goblin Song. Oh. This song is all about eating babies, the goblin Christmas dinner, uh, music music by Murray Gold, a Jew, and lyric by Russell T. Davies, who is gay, with all the proceeds going to the Children in Need charity. Uh, if you could please let the Christian nut jobs in your parts know, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, th- there, there you go. We got we got uh, some lovely, uh, some more Jewish Christmas music about eating babies. I guess so. Oh wow, that that that's not helping the case necessarily. But yeah, it's not. <laughs> it sounds fun though. Yeah, I, exactly. I I didn't go and listen to it myself. I'm I'm not a big Hoovian myself. Uh. Yes. I prefer the more grammatically correct Doctor Whom. God. <laughs> Your exasperation delights me. I'm just going to say that. All right. Well, we've got some folks to thank. I'm going to start us off uh, with Christopher, who is now a, uh, a deacon in our pretend uh, magic religion priesthood. Uh, who who has who has chosen to give to us weekly uh, or, or monthly rather on PayPal? Thank you so much, Christopher. Uh, enjoy your pretend magic powers. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and you've got some somebody. Yes, we have uh, two new patrons on Patreon. Um, we have a new deacon by the name of Blurblar. Um, oh, Blurblar! Welcome aboard, Blurblar. Uh, and we also have a, a new teacher by the name of Michael. So thank you to the both of you, well, to the three of you um, for for joining up this week and supporting the show. If you'd like to um, be like these people. And And why wouldn't you? (laughs) Please go to our website. uh, Thankgodimatheist.com. 
and click on the support tab and there's there's options there and as always dan uh we have our lord and savior to thank our top donor davis more show coming up Well, Frank, Dan, the uh, the Catholic League, meaning that one guy who is the Catholic League, Bill Donahue. Oh, Jesus. This guy. Uh, he happens to know how you and I feel. Um, well, this is like his newsletter, I guess, his blog mm. post for the for the week, his his inspiration to uh, his <laughs> His fellow uh, Catholics, um, and the, the the title of which is "Christmas Joy Eludes Atheists," um, and uh, it, he goes through this whole thing. It's it's just you know he he really yeah like you were saying he really he's gotten into our heads and he really understands <laughs> who we are he, gets um, us. he says this is the most joyful time of the year especially for christians it is not a good time for dogmatic secularists many of whom are deeply unhappy if anything christmas brings out the worst in them oh so well good news for me though i am i don't think i'm a dogmatic secularist so <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm safe. I don't know about you. Oh, but Dan, <clears throat> protest as you may. He knows better. He knows. Yeah. He knows what you are, Dan. He um, sees me when I'm sleeping. He highly. He knows when I'm awake. <laughs> Bill Donahue. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen him. He does have a Bill bit Donahue of a, is coming. He's got a bit town. of a Santa Claus look to him. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, we don't need to get into the whole thing. It's actually not terribly long. Um, but you know, he, he says, this is what they believe. There is no God. There is no sin. There is no higher purpose. There is no hell. There is no heaven. Check, Um, check, 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 and check. (laughs) Okay. So I guess he, he understands that part of it. He got that part right. (laughs) And then, but then he goes on to say, yeah, at a time when most people are smiling, caroling, dancing, and <laughs> hugging, these deeply embittered Americans are in a state of depression. How many people are dancing at Christmas time? I want to know who in his life is dancing. <laughs> at, did you dance for Christmas when you were a believer, Frank? Uh, let's see. Dancing at Christmas. No, that was not part of the normal uh, Christmas uh, activity. Hugging. He's literally... I think he's literally not even paying attention to his own writing. He's just like, what are happy things? <laughs> Everybody's caroling still, right? We're all doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, chat GPT probably wrote this, right? Like, <laughs> well, that's that's probably true. <laughs> uh, he says they have no idea why they were born. We just happen to we, exist, yeah. right? Yeah, sin is correct. A, sin is a fiction, they believe. Which explains why they don't regard what the Ten Commandments prescribe to be of any consequence. We were put yeah. here on Earth for no other reason than to satisfy our base cravings. We weren't put here on Earth, Bill. <laughs> you just said we don't know why we were born. That means we don't think we were put here on Earth. <laughs> uh, anyway, he just goes on and on and on and on. And I was like, um, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Like what's, what's the call to action here? Right. What, what, what yeah. is his message to Catholics? Like about the non-believers, like how, like about reach, is it about reaching out? Is it about loving? Is it about putting an arm around one of these deeply unhappy, miserable people? Right. And I, I just want to interrupt you to say listeners at home, I want you to know Frank literally was reading through this and said to me, so wait, what is the call to action? And then skipped ahead in the thing because that's how Frank feels for how Frank thinks. I love this about you, Frank, oh. that you were that you were like, hey, I think there may have even been a glimmer of hope in you that there was a call to action that involved anything you could consider Christ-like or kind or like, you know, tis the season to be like, let's <laughs> let's bring them in from the cold and shelter them and right. give them a cookie or anything. Right. I mean, he, um, he's he's <laughs> he's a big time Catholic. He believes in Christian love, doesn't he? he right. um, that much is not clear to me, <laughs> but go on. Okay. So this is how he wraps the whole thing up. He says a more unrealistic and dour perception of reality would be hard to find. No wonder they bask in negativity. Avoid them if you can this Christmas season. Merry Christmas. Wow. <laughs> That's literally avoid them if you can. Hey, but, you know, Merry Let, Christmas to y'all. Also, let's talk about who basks in negativity every Christmas season. <laughs> let's right. just talk about like. Like none of my Christian friends or sorry, none of my atheist friends are out here like like I guess I have friends who have like seasonal affective disorder oh, yeah. and feel depressed this time of year. Sure. But I mean, obviously uh, Bill Donahue knows for a fact that no Christians are depressed in the middle of fucking winter. It just doesn't happen. They're joyful. They're all joyful. Well, yeah, because they're, they're well, they're so busy smiling, caroling, dancing and hugging. Right. It's that the dancing that does it. The dancing <laughs> is really what makes everybody so happy. But like, I, you know, we get a little bit grumpy when Christians inevitably grumpily, angrily, like trollingly try to force their Christianity on us. Right. Which they do yearly they never don't do it they consistent they constantly like you know every year it it starts earlier and earlier that that fox news will trot out the war on christmas stories uh which are all about trivial things like the color of a starbucks cup mm. they are the ones who start the negativity right they are the ones who bask in the negativity and when we get mad about it or when we are like hey guys maybe chill it's not a big deal that's when they tried out this shit about how see atheists are, are miserable this time of year <laughs> not point not going on to point out that like it's because of their shitty behavior yeah yeah if you yeah if they could just actually be good christians maybe we'd be happier yeah it literally and here's the other thing is that it is such a trope in believer circles. I see this all the time in Mormonism where like leaving the church is the worst thing you can do. And you're going like, you can't possibly be happy. 
(laughs) Every atheist is a miserable sack of shit. Right. And not happy at all. And yes, A, there is uh, what George Bernard Shaw had to say about that, which is the fact that an atheist is less happy than a believer is no, no more to the point than a drunkard is happier than a, a sober person. <laughs> right. But it's also not true. All right. It's just bullshit. Uh, there are plenty of sad and, and struggling atheists. Sure. But uh, it's in, and some of it is because again, because society rejects atheists. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just heard Nick Fuentes talking about how he wants us executed. So yeah, like, that put a smile on my face. Right? Things aren't great, right, for us, right. But also, no, m- uh, uh, most of my atheist friends are pretty fucking happy. So yeah, well, I think there's the you know, <sighs> I don't want to speak too generally or whatnot, but just the whole like, um, we're 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 living our best lives, hopefully, right? Hopefully, right? Like, hopefully we. We're in a position where we're where we're able to just, you know, because we've been able to throw off the the dogma and the 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 all the dumb the dumb needless and damaging rules about yeah. how we live our lives, how we do sex, how we whatever, right? That don't apply to us personally at all. Right. And only serve to make us feel like shit. And in, and instead we, you know, like that that seems like a better recipe for happiness, right? Is just yeah. acknowledging that this is our one moment, right? It, it, it's right now, right? Yeah. And uh, and 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 striving for some reward in heaven, right? Um, that sounds kind of miserable, right? Well, and that's one of the things that you point that you haven't said yet, but you and I talked about in our in our lead up to this mm-hmm. was. Uh, that Bill Donahue talks about how when we die, he mm. says, when we die, none of us will be held. A- this is him giving the atheist perspective. Right. He says, when we die, none of us will be held accountable for our misdeeds, whether guilty of, of greed or genocide. And those of us, those who have behaved admirably, in some cases altruistically, have done so for naught. Yeah. What happens ta- on Earth what, stays on Earth, which is a great, right. great tagline. Yeah. The 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 tacit <laughs> admission there being, yeah. I do good only mm-hmm. in the in 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 the pursuit of afterworldly reward, right, or avoidance of of punishment. Of punishment, yeah, right. Which I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like if that's why you're. Well, we know that if that's why you're doing it, you really. You're, you're you're not doing it for the right reasons. You're not a good person. Yeah. You're not doing it to be a good person. You're doing it because you're afraid of hell and you want, you know, brownie points after you die. Yeah. So, yeah. What he's admitting is that when uh, an atheist does good, it's it's just because they're a good person. What an idiot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what a chump. What a, what a dope. <laughs> So yeah, there like, you go. Because again, I mean, what it also says is that that he, without the restraints, the constraints of 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 his belief, right? Yeah. He would be out 
murdering people. Yeah. Right. Or at very least not doing good for anyone, right. which clearly does, is not his priority anyway. Like literally, yeah, as, I think as that's we point been out, made clear through the yeah. years that yeah. Bill Donahue is a piece of shit. <laughs> well, so. yeah, he uh, he basks in negativity. Yeah, is what he does. Oh, poor guy. So poor here's guy. my takeaway, Dan. We need to reach out to Bill to people like Can Bill. Someone give him a cookie, please. <laughs> give him a give him a hug. He says the season's about hugs. He clearly isn't getting them. Yeah, encourage him to dance. Can he needs to dance. Give Poor him guy. some holiday cheer. Smile Go at him, maybe. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of back away from your call to hug him because <laughs> gross. But, but do, do maybe provide him with a baked good or two, um, <laughs> just in the spirit of the season. Yeah, someone needs to do something for this guy because he's, he's clearly very unhappy. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> all right, friends. Well, listen, if you would like to tell us some ways that we can all embrace Bill Donahue, I let's not do that. But if you'd like to tell us anything about this or any of our segments on the show, write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.